This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. You know, I think it speaks a lot to the guys in the locker room. We've said this since day one, that we get along so well, and this team meshes so well that if the guys around us know that we care and we truly believe in this city and these guys around us, I think that helps them really kind of figure out where this team's going and that's one direction, that's to win a cup. I I think once you have that direct line and that direct goal and you know everyone around you has that same mentality and that same line, I think it speaks volume to what you can achieve and it helps you get to where you want to go. That was pretty well put. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I'm the same way. You know, me and me and Connor are both very, very competitive, and and we want to win a cup here. And um, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with Chevy, with with each other. You know, with a lot of guys on the team, and and you know, our goal here is to is to win. And um, you know, obviously, this this is a big step. And um, you know, I believe we have we have such a great team here. We have such such you know, I have such tremendous friends that are you know friends for life that are that are in that locker room. And um, you know. We want to win. We want to win. We want to win a cup in, in Winnipeg, and there'd be nothing more special than than doing that. And um, we know it takes a lot of hard work, but we all have a lot of hard workers in that room. We have a lot of guys that that uh, you know eat, sleep, and breathe uh, you know Winnipeg Jet hockey, and that's uh, that's all we want to do. 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Jim and Cam here. We're going to have lots of time for your guys' text messages, your reaction to what happened on Thanksgiving Monday. I found out my good friend out in Calgary, voice of the Stampeders at CHQR, Mark Stevens sends me a text. He says, he said to me, wow, way to go, Chevy. Way to get those deals done. And I went, what am I, what, what's going on? Jim, how did you find out about this uh, big surprise here? I was cleaning leaves and cutting the lawn. And came in. Oh, a good homeowner. Yes, thank you, thank you. And I came. You know in. that does. You know some. You know you need to be commended for that. And as I was doing it, and I had my uh, uh, my music on, uh, my neighbors kept riding by and walking by and saying, "What are you doing? Wake up! There's something!" And I'm like, "Shut up! I'm cleaning the lot." No, I'm kidding. I, I literally yeah. I came inside about an hour after, and uh, I, I saw I had an email on my phone, and I looked at it. And it was from the Jets announcing these extensions, and just absolutely shocked. Um, here's the things that shocked me about it, it, that it was both. I thought I have no problem saying my inclination after the summer where I thought they might both be gone. And then as we circled back around in August that I'm like, well, I think they, like I talked about, Hey, if you guys want to make some money over the next two to three years till that cap opens up, um, here's eight or nine, $10 million over three years. and, And you can do this. I've been saying that all um, since August, but I honestly, I thought one of them might sign for three to four years, um, for Kevin Cheveldayoff to do exactly what he's always done with this organization, um, is to get guys to re-sign here. And even today, Cam, they put out their roster for opening night. There's 11 players on the starting lineup that are in the uh, lineup that are drafted. There yes. are 11 players that were traded for. And one is a free agent, and that's Lorraine Bersouin. Who has signed here twice. Who has signed here twice. Yes. So um, I, I just think this is how you have to build the organization. I'm I'm stunned and shocked. Yeah. And I think it's a huge, massive coup for the organization. I, I think it's an unbelievable thing that they got two superstar players to sign on the dotted line and remain here for their entire careers. Make no mistake, this is a big day for the Winnipeg Jets. Historically, are they a different team than they were fundamentally yesterday, or, or, or I should say the day before after Thanksgiving Monday when this was announced on Sunday? 
No, they're not a different team. They're they're actually the same team. But is this does this make them a better team? I think that remains to be seen. But I think for sure it, this is a, this is a good day for the franchise. Hundred percent. It, it's a historic day for the yeah. franchise. It's a historic day for any franchise to sign players of this caliber, star players in the national across the National Hockey League for their entire careers. It really is. Then you add in the fact that it's Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been through this. Uh, Jacob Truba, through his own personal reasons, could not resign here for his uh, career. Yeah, Pierre Dubois wanted out. We can go down the list. But the list is a lot longer for players that want to stay here. It really is. And I'm not just talking about Connor Hellebuck and Wheeler. Mm -hmm. Dustin Bufflin turned down more money in free agency. I guarantee you that if you're listening. Um, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, both could have taken bridge deals and worked themselves out. Josh Morrissey. Uh, The players like this organization. But beyond the money and the term and everything else, Cam, what this tells me is the number one thing they've both been saying since two years ago when they lost to Seattle on the last day of the season and missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we heard Mark Scheifele go, I got to worry about my career. I got to think about myself for a bit. Three months later, it comes on Jets at noon. And, mm-hmm. and, and he says, you know, I was angry. I was upset. I want to be here, but I want to win. Connor Hellebuck said, I want to win. He said it when he left last season and he said it when he came back here. They believe, whether you listening or you and I, Cam, they believe this organization is committed to winning a Stanley Cup year in and year out. Not in three years from now, not in four years from now. They believe this organization will do what it can take to win a Stanley Cup year in, year out. And that's what we just heard from both of them in the beginning statement when you you joined the show. Um, We're getting text messages here, 204-780-6868, Host of the Ground Control Podcast, Jets content creator, uh, Jamie Thomas is going to be joining us later on in the show. Um, But the thing to me is that you have a three-time Vesna nominee, a one-time winner, who has committed his entire career to this organization, is on a trajectory to become a Hall of Famer, you know more me more than <laughs> I want this team to also be a Stanley Cup champion too someday. But he will go. It, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yes, he'll go in the Hall as a Winnipeg Jet. That has value. That means something. His name is going to be amongst the Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame. He's on a he's on a course for that for sure. Yes, I, I mean a lot can happen over the next three to five years that could derail. Like there's some things just that could saying, happen yeah. here that his numbers don't improve from what they are. And then it's, I think it's a question, but he's been nominated for the best goalie in the league three times and he's won one. Um, you know, Mark Shifley has 645 points in 723 games. Yeah. I believe the Hall of Fame talk begins around a thousand games played and a thousand points. Mm-hmm. He is going to play another six to seven years in this league. He's going to get to a thousand points. He's going to get to a thousand games regardless of, um, injuries or anything like that. But that's not what it's about for me today, Cam. I I just think it's a, there's so many storylines around this, but none bigger than two pending free agents who would have done very well, not okay, very well in free agency. Think this organization is committed to winning year in, year out, or else they wouldn't have signed this. Jim, do you think that there was a situation here where Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellebuck went around the league given the situation with the flat cap over the last number of years, 
given the amount of unrestricted free agents this year come going into the market that that had any inkling on these two players for making a decision saying that they're going to stay with Winnipeg because perhaps there wasn't the money in the term available from other teams in the National Hockey League. Do you think that was a factor? This is what fascinates me about this or just about why I love being in this business. And I said this to you, as this kept going longer and longer, and as we started seeing other teams start to react and sign players and stuff, I felt like the Winnipeg Jets were really, they were the ones who were really holding the cards. They, they, they had, um, you know, they had time on their side. It wasn't necessarily the, well, this is what I find fascinating, Cam. And this is why I love, they had the leverage is the word I'm looking for. I love being in the media and telling stories is, is how the story unfolds. I would love to know how this summer went. I would yeah. love to know how Kevin Cheveldayoff played this. I would love to know if he said, you know, exit meetings are exit meetings, da-da-da, mm-hmm. and then chopped around. Or if he so- told his agents to sort of – we all heard the the New Jersey was – who wouldn't be interested in Connor Hellbuck? I've said this before. There are teams of starting goaltenders like New Jersey who would be fools to not go, wait a minute, he's available? That's the caliber of goaltender he is. Um, we all talked about Boston and Mark Shifley and that. And I saw a storyline out of that last night with somebody going with Mark Shifley locked in with Winnipeg. Where do they look now for a center? They need a center. Mm-hmm. And you look at Elias Lindholm in Calgary, what's going to happen there? Um, so there's, but I would love to know how Kevin Cheveldayoff played this. I want to know if, if it was like, you know what, I'll look into this. Or if he said, didn't say anything to them mm-hmm. and said, I appreciate it. Just committed to winning and that's it. And then the summer played out and he allowed their agents to sort of feel around and see if there's the other thing about this is this is bargain basement. I've said this before. No one deserves nine to nine and a half million dollars more in the national hockey league than Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. No one. I agree. There's not a player out there that, that deserves it more or a goalie out there um, of that. Maybe three. Mark Shifley would get eight to $9 million on the free agency. And all you, you can say what you want to this. Just ask Boston how bad they need a number two center, let alone a number one center. What would you pay for that? Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is he goes somewhere. Winnipeg is not signing that guy. Forever might sign Mark Shifley. Winnipeg will not be able to sign that guy even at eight and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's very great term. It's very great price for both of them. Yeah. And I said this my whole career here covering Kevin Cheveldayoff. He doesn't overpay and he doesn't underpay. He pays your value to the organization. And and, and so I think he's done that again. Um, but I, I would love to know the storylines of how he played this <laughs> yeah. out. Because I, and you know what's lost in this, Cam, is he said either at the GM meetings right at the end of the summer or right before training camp somewhere, he said, there's a lot of stories out there and I don't buy any of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of people reporting that the ship has sailed and people are going to bash some people for that. I think that things have changed much like when Mark Shifley two years ago said, I got to worry about myself and my own career. And three months later, he said, I want to be here. I was angry. Things over three to four months change. I I think there's a ton of stuff that changed here in this off season. We're going to head to break here. I don't think for a second that that phrase wasn't uttered. By either by likely from Kevin Cheveldayoff's agent or whatever, I I think that phrase was said at some point. That ship has sailed. But just like you said, Jim, I think things changed. I think they got you get into camp, you cool off, you spend the summer, you look at the situation, you you take in all the information. Connor Hellebuck spoke about that. You take in all the information. You have it in front of you. What's your best option? The best option for Mark Shifley, for Connor Hellebuck, and the Winnipeg Jets was 
for the, those three entities, those two individuals in this organization to stay together. We're getting rid of Blake Wheeler. We're moving on from our second line center and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yep. Um, we're talking these discussions about what we may or may not do with others. The other thing that screams about this is what I, I, I said when it happened and I've been saying all summer. People were irate with Kevin Dayoff's response to what happened at the exit meetings between the players and Rick Bonus. Yeah. And I said to you then, and I'll say again, he cannot say anything. He cannot tell you or say anything more that's that's anything other than vague because of all these revolving balls. That is why we're here today. <laughs> I want to that talk about... That is why this happened, is because Kevin Dayoff didn't say, I didn't like the way the players talked about Rick Bonus, or this isn't good enough, we got to be better, or we're going to make changes to win, or... Because he didn't say anything, I believe is partly the reason why we're here today with these two contracts. I want to talk about Connor Hellebuck when we come back. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, I want to talk about Kevin Dayoff. I want to continue to talk about Mark Shifley, but I want to zero in on Dayoff. Uh And again, another a stunner. Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley signing identical seven-year, $8.5 million per year deals. What are your thoughts? Got tons of text messages. We're going to get to those as well. 204-780-6868. Lawn looks great. Leaves are all bagged. Wow. Why do you waste your time? Beautiful green. Just wait for a big gust of wind right into the neighbor's yard. Might be different tonight, but this morning and last night. Neighbors love that. Just like the Jets, lawn looks great. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Oh, welcome back to the show. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Here's a text message here, Jim. Uh, this one, no name. Uh, do you believe the term is too long? My opinion is the cost of doing business and getting these guys at that rate and that cap hit right now. I have no problem with the seven years. You're, the term is not too long, and I guarantee you it's partly of what got this done. Hundred um, percent. The term to me is they're both thirty. They're both going to be thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this about even Wheeler's contract. The the fall off of that is fifty some points in sixty some games. Mm-hmm. If you're a point a game player, uh, if you're thirty six, thirty seven, and you're still scoring fifty to sixty points in your last year or two years, that's yeah. that's appropriate drop off. Yeah, you're paying for the next three to four years. You're paying for the two players at the peak of their abilities for the next three to four years. No player is going to go, I might be done in four years, so just give me four years. <laughs> Those are how the deals don't get yeah. done. So I'm not worried about the term. I'm also, I understand Mark Shifley can't be moved for three years. Then after that, he can. 35, 36, if you wanted to go, hey, you know what? We it need to make sense. a move here, and, and, and you're now on our third-line center. Do you want to go to a team and be the second-line center? I, I just think these contracts for both the players and the organization are going to work out And if the perfectly. cap goes up the way that they're saying it's going to go up, who knows? Uh, in five years from now... These are going to be valuable contracts. Point, say he's a second-line center in five years from now. $8.5 million will be the $6 million he's making now. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Right now, 8 degrees at 680-CJOB. This show is more than an 8 out of 10. It's Jets at noon. Ten and a half out of ten every single time. Are you? I, I just want date? you both to believe in me as much as Connor Hellebuck believes in himself. You want to hear that clip? I'll yeah. play it right now. Here's uh, Connor Hellebuck's opening statement after signing the contract. Yeah, I would definitely like to thank the organization, Chevy, Chip, Coach, Rick, um, Wade Flaherty. I have so many guys to, to thank. Mark, you're a big part of 
I mean, the guy I am today. Um, you've definitely paved the way for me and a lot of players in this organization to to do what's right. And um, when you're sitting back and you're gathering all the information you possibly can, and you look around the league, you don't get a team that is as dialed as we are. And I think that leads with you, Mark. So thank you for being the player you are, and thanks to the organization for believing me. And um, I think that was the most important aspect when I when I really looked at it is this organization believes in me the way I believe in myself. And that's kind of the, the way I've gotten to where I am now. And it's really hard to leave that. That that breeds success. And I want to thank you guys a lot for believing in me the way I believe in myself. And, and now I'm ready to be a Jet for Life and bring a cup to the city because I truly believe that we can get it done here. Jet for Life, Connor Hellebuck, uh, no shortage of confidence from uh, the three-time Vezina nominee, one-time winner there. Just uh, love it. Yeah, I like that I love stuff. It. I love how he. Uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it's it. It's never un, not entertaining or interesting when Connor Hellbuck speaks. But look, I mean, they committed, and and he's not wrong. Like he, no one believes in himself more than Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's interesting what he said about Mark, right? Like about how, you know, Mark was kind of the guy and and established. And I know a lot when Adam Lowry was made captain was was talked about this. But um, it, it's it's interesting going forward. People are wondering if they could have leadership with Mark Shifley and stuff. But that like you hear that stuff from a player like mm-hmm. of Connor Hellebuck's ilk. Josh Morrissey speaks highly and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff in the room we can speculate all we want. And, and I'm not trying to deny there weren't issues over the last couple of seasons in that room, but. Mm-hmm. When the players speak that way, that's um, it's a collective, right? And yeah. you think you can send three guys, four guys out, or whatever. But um, this is just a historic day. I'm still kind of now that we're we're talking about it, shocked that they got both these guys to sign extensions. It's seven years. I was watching the uh, I was watching the the, uh, the availability today, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is uh, something that's that's going to move the needle here across the National Hockey League. It, it seemed like things were moving towards two to three years, and the Winnipeg Jets are like, yeah, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to look to keep our guys long-term. You make up a great point, Cam, because there are organizations. I mean, Elias Lindholm's going through this in Calgary. William Nylander. William Nylander's going yes. through this in Toronto. There are a lot of players that are going to, and their agents that are going to turn to the organization and say, don't tell me you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you can't make this work. Totally. And I, I know that, and I'm not talking about Nylander's wants $10 million making the 10 million work. I'm, I'm talking about going to the organization and going, if you want me here, don't tell me that you can't make this work somehow. Yeah. And, and really when, let's be honest, when you look at it, that it's Winnipeg, um, the, the players have these conversations. They have the same conversations I have when I go back to Alberta or friends from Alberta come out here. So if you like it here, you're going to stay yeah. here longer. I haven't had one friend that hasn't visited me here since I moved here in 05 that hasn't said to me, man, this town gets a bad rap. This is a great city. This is mm-hmm. great this. We have our issues. We discuss them daily here on 680 CGOB. I'm not trying 100%. to skirt that. But this is a big, big coup in the National Hockey League route of, of players that leave Calgary, go to Florida, players that leave Ottawa and go to California, stuff like that, that it's okay. And, you know, I, I thought of two things here. Lost in the Blake Wheeler um exit meetings where he said, you know, I'm not happy. I didn't like the way he spoke and, and he should have kept it in house and da, 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 da. And then every player, Hellebuck was beside Wheeler. And then every player after that, and it trickled down the line all the way to Kyle Connor and Adam Lowry, always saying the mm-hmm. same thing about Rick bonus. 
What was lost at what Wheeler said at the end of it is, but we're all adults and we can all move past this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get played enough, in my opinion, because we all focus on on the dysfunction and the drama of it, right? Yeah. This is this this whole organization the last three to four years screams of any relationship you've had, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with a parent. You have your dysfunction, you have your your arguments. But if you have a collective goal of being together, then you know it gets worked out. And this is a message to the rest of the National Hockey League. I truly believe that. That um, you know, we've seen this before. I've named the players. But I mean, what do you think happens when Ehlers and Connor come up in two and three years? Well, yeah, Jim. And this doesn't happen often where you have two star players in an organization sign identical deals like that, commit to the team long term. It's not something you it's and you know, Adam Lowry, and I'll actually um I, uh, I hope I have the right clip here. Um, uh, uh, yeah, here it is. Here's Lowry, the captain of the Winnipeg Jets, saying he's glad that they both came down at the same time. Yeah, you, sometimes you know you get one done and then the other done, but you know I, I think it was one of those things where to be able to announce both together and you know them do it together, played together for so long, right? Uh, you know, I, I think that's something special too. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think. To have it done before the season, we were able to celebrate them a little bit in the room when they they told us yesterday, and and now we're really looking forward to, to getting the season started. And you know, those two guys are going to be huge driving forces for our team. Yeah, that's uh, captain of the Winnipeg Jets, Adam Lowry. Let's get to some text messages here. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty. This one's from Patrick. He says, "I can't even describe how happy I am with the two signings. I don't know why, but I just always felt like both of these guys wanted to be here and love being." in a hockey town. This one from Alan. He says, hi guys, great signings. Uh, while Hellebuck's contract will age well, Shifley's mentorship in which he's already doing for our young center prospects prospects is uh, priceless. Uh, Derek, this one's, uh, this one's from Derek. This one's for you, Jim. I think this brings uh, the moral, the morale up and solidarity to the team. One caller earlier said, it's a problem to get players to come here, but once they're here, they want to stay. I remember Paul Stanley liked it here and his wife did too. I believe it's not the players. It's their partners in the situation. Paul Stanley from kiss. He loves touring. Paul Stasny. (laughs) Did I say Paul Stanley? But they do love coming here. They Kiss. do. Yeah, no, Kiss always gets a great crowd here in Winnipeg. I, uh, You know, I, I don't know the re- – I think there's a series of reasons why players particularly choose Winnipeg, why they don't choose Winnipeg. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to, uh, you know, pigeonhole anybody into any sort of situation. But uh, just to piggyback on what you were saying earlier, Jim, the positives in Winnipeg far outweigh the negatives in this town. And maybe that's what a little thing to take from this. If you're down on Winnipeg, and we hear it all the time from Jets fans, nobody wants to come in, nobody wants to resign. It is a co- even if it's not true, which it it isn't, it isn't true. But it's a constant theme that's constantly brought up. And, and maybe this is something you know for those people that are always the downers. It's not going to move the needle for them because they're that's just where they live. They live in that realm. Um, but this is just some more clarity about per, about how the players feel about playing here in Winnipeg. It, Some it, of them. It's true. And and like I said, like Morrissey and Lowry, I get they're from Calgary, right? Like, yeah. so two hour flight, two hour drive. I remember when Josh Morrissey signed his deal and I was surprised that like he had the bridge deal and then this happened. And I said, you know, the other way to look at this is you get another one or two year deal at even more than the three and a half to four. Yeah. And then you test the waters, maybe your hometown, maybe that. And he's like, I like it here. They drafted me. I like the city. It's a short flight home, quick drive. Um, we often hear about the players that like Pierre-Luc Dubois who likes the bright lights of LA. The other comment I was going to say about bringing up Blake Wheeler and, and, and that point yeah. was Gabe Velarde got here. And I, I keep hearing this in my head, Cam, because he said, look, going to the beach after practice was great. Yeah. But I'm a, 
a hockey player and you want to play, it's like a musician, right? Mm -hmm. You love to play your music. You like to get on stage and do it. It's a lot better when there's 30,000 people there as opposed to 300. Now, I'm not disparaging LA or anything like that. Everybody's different. But at the core of it, when you're in your 20s, you want to be in an environment like this. I still think it's their backs against the wall. And I still think that I'll, 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 I'll change my tune when I finally see a number one center or number two center or a number one goalie sign here as an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Then I will change my tune. But until then, I think the organization deserves a lot of kudos for keeping the players they keep. Mm-hmm. Which was, really always, which was always the strategy, Jim. That's always a strategy. I just, I don't think, you know, if you, if, if you're a number one center and have options, it, I mean, I've been here for 12 years covering this team and it goes back to year one when Zach Perez, said, don't even come. Thanks. I appreciate it. And he's from Minnesota. Yeah. So I just, um, it, it's a huge coup. It's a huge story across the national hockey league that they got both to stay where it goes from here and how they continue to build it and augment it. But the final thing I'll say about this, Cam, because we'll get back to more Texan stuff, is for the people who constantly call for a rebuild, it's never going to happen here. Mm-hmm. They don't need to rebuild. They need to reload and retool. Mm-hmm. In two years from now, when these guys are into their second year of these contracts, I bet you Chaz Lucius is here. I don't know about Brad Lambert, but Rutger McGordy will probably be here. On bridge deals, you know what? And that that's the thing is there's a pretty great group crop of young guys that I, I think everybody has every, every reason to be excited this about that are coming up in this organization. In yeah. the Shevel Day Off puzzle that we talked about this with Ottawa when they locked up Sanderson. Yeah. And we said, is this the way to go? Tampa Bay did it. They locked up their seven to eight guys and then they just augment around it and, and hopefully – they're locked and load and go. Is that the better way to do it or is this the better way to do it? Well, if you're in Winnipeg, I think this is the better way to do it. The idea of having four or five UFAs at the same time, I think is the worst thing you can do in Winnipeg. It's every two to three years. Next, it'll be Connors. Then it'll be Ehlers. But by those time, those guys come up. You know, if they can resign them, great. But if not, the Rudkin McGordy's, Chaz Lucius's should be here. But... I, I think for a market like Winnipeg, the idea of locking up your seven to eight all at the same time does not work. I think they need to address it every two to three years with two to three players. Yeah, and then this from Robert, just on just as what you're saying here, 204-780-6868. Well, there, here's your answer, Robert, to your question. Do you think that this deal uh, being made will attract more players to come to Winnipeg? Maybe, maybe. I don't think it's going to move the needle too much. Uh, but I, I think it tells the guys that are already here and in the dressing room. The thing is, like, and Jim, just to, and we'll, we'll, I'll say this, and we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll read a couple text messages, and we'll get out of here. Jamie Thomas is is waiting in the wings here. We're going to bring him on, um, uh, uh, host of the Ground Control Podcast here on on on, on six eighty CJOB. Is like when I say that this team is not it's it's not better today than it was yesterday. Just the team still has the I still has some of the same concerns. Um, I think that may, many fans do. I want to see this team go through some real adversity. I want to see them get out of a, a bad stretch. I want to see them get out of a bad period and 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 really respond. And I think that's what a lot of fans are doing. But I think when you look at it as a whole um, and, and you see where this team is heading over the next two years uh, or three years, I, I, I really believe that this is a really monumental day of the organization. A lot of people have asked me if this makes them better, and I respond the same way. It doesn't make them worse. Yeah. Alistair says, in addition to all your good points, 
This cap value, if you do want to trade these stars for Hall, especially in the next three years, Alistair, if there's going to be a trade, just like you said, it's going to be years in the well, making. Well, and what here. I mean by it doesn't make them worse, Cam, is if you trade Shifley, it doesn't look like you're getting a number one center back, so you wouldn't have been as good. If you trade Hellebuck, I don't think you're getting a Hellebuck back. No, Alex and you're not getting. So it, what it does is it keeps you from getting worse. Alex says, do you think it was mandatory for both Hellebuck and Shifley to make sure the other was signed? I don't think so. No, I think that's just kind of this has kind of come together. At well, that. I don't know. Like Hellebuck wanted to know if they were going to win. Mm, maybe, but I, I like if you're losing Pierre Luc Dubois, you put Perfetti in the middle, and you gain Ayafalo and Velarde and Kapari. You could argue that might make you better in the long term, and then if you keep Shifley, you're not getting worse. So what, Jamie Hellebuck, Shifley? They had scrums afterwards. Uh, after the availability, what did they say? Jamie Thomas, NHL Jets content creator, host of the Ground Control Podcast, will join us right after this and tell us. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. We welcome Jamie Thomas onto the program. NHL Jets content creator, host of the Ground Control Podcast. Jamie, how are you? <laughs> really good, Cameron. How are you? Jamie, um, Richard Cluche's at our window. He wants to emphasize that a month ago he said that both these guys would resign here and for long term. Well, I was I was going to emphasize well, that I... Richard Cluche, you win a prize. And Cam, Cam and I looked at each other then and said, this guy's... He doesn't know what he's talking about. Are you high right now, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have an election? I thought he like... wasn't. <laughs> And now we can all go about our days knowing that Richard wasn't high when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some sort of inside. I don't know. I don't know. He's just got a good, he's got a good cup, as they say. He's you got, got a good you head. You got to listen to him more. Yeah. Not just about this, about life, too. Yeah, <sighs> well. Hey, Richard, what should I do with my uh, savings? Just don't uh, worry about it. TFC, for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Jamie, your initial thoughts on on, on this whole um, surprising, intriguing, uh, perhaps even astonishing uh, situation with the Winnipeg Jets, with Connor Hallibuck and, and Shifley signing long term with this, uh, re-signing long term, extending their contracts with this organization. I think Josh Morris said the best when it's just like a jolt of energy, right? It's just, there was the whole preseason and training camp. It's injuries, illnesses. And I'm like, okay, they're not. We're not we're not seeing the chemistry you want to see. You're you're they're, they haven't been able, to work, been able to work on the power play a whole lot. What's this going to look like? Uh, how is this all going to go? Especially with the schedule being as top as it is uh, to start October uh, in the month of October, I should say. But I, I think it's a shot in the arm. I think you know one, you have the best goaltender or one of the best goaltenders in the league locked up long term, and then you have Mark Shifley who had a career high 14, 42 goals last year. And I remember when Kevin Sheveldayoff in the initial conversations about what would happen, you know, if they're going to move on, he had said, and I know you guys remember this, you know, if both go, that's, that's two big holes in the organization. And we all know number one centers don't grow on trees. You know, um, top goal, you know, Vesna quality goaltenders don't grow on trees. So to have, you know, you drafted both players, like any trade that Kevin Shoveldayoff could have done for both players, it'd be really hard to say that you won that trade or, you know, th th this is the best value you could get. I, I think they didn't really want to go down that path. And now you, now you have both players locked up extended amount of time. You know, you're saying to a lot of other players where, you know, they've been saying they, they want to win here. This flat out says they still want to win. And 
know, you can talk about the, the term as, as, long, as much as you want, but I think the uh, most important part here is is two guys that want to stay, that want to be here uh, for this extent and, and, and theoretically closing out their careers. And Mark Shifley said to me yesterday, like, that's part of the legacy he wants. Steve Eisman was his idol. He played his entire career with the, with the Detroit Red Wings, and now Mark wants to do the same with the Winnipeg Jets. And theoretically, you know, I can't think of too many goaltenders that have played their whole career with one team. Uh, Carey Price comes to mind right now at the top of my head. And Connor Hellebuck sits in that same spot. So you, you, your core group is locked up for an extended period here. You don't have to worry about this throughout the regular season. We don't have to talk about this at the trade deadline. Um, now it's just a matter of fact of just going out and playing hockey and trying to get back to the playoffs like you did last year and have a much better result this time around. I'll even venture to say Mark Scheifele wants to follow in Eiserman's steps to be in the GM of the Winnipeg Jets one day, but that's after his play. No, I'm serious. I think he does want to be. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. More, and Morrissey, I think he's got that those aspirations as but, well. But I, I think he, he sees himself in the front office one day, and if it's with this organization his whole career, why not here? He might have to go somewhere else like um, uh, Eiserman did, but not, or come back. Jamie, the thing that stands out to me, look, there's so many storylines here. But the thing that stands out to me is is Kevin Dayoff's play over the summer to get to this point and the fact that I, I don't want to say convinced because that makes it sound like he had to sort of do some work. to I don't know how these players felt about the organization, but yeah. the idea that they believe this organization is in to win year in, year out, or else this doesn't happen. Money, term, all that goes out the window, in my opinion, unless both Mark and Connor felt this team is committed to winning year in, year out. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're not, you don't go down this path and you, you've kind of passed up some financial parts of it. Cause we're, I'm sure Mark Shifley could have got more than what he's getting right now uh, for the next seven years after this one. I'm sure Connor Hellebuck theoretically could have got nine, maybe 10 on the open market. But it, it, the fact that they both were very adamant today about this is the group I want to win with. They've, you know, that's what happens when you have long-term players. The guys, homegrown players, especially when they're part of your core group, is that there is some connection. There is some emotional connection to the city of Winnipeg and the, and the Winnipeg Jets organization and the people within the dressing room because you've been around each other for so long that the thought of leaving it or thought of breaking the, the group up is doesn't really register with you. So there's something there. And I feel bad that every year we have to go, okay, Winnipeg's looked at the place and nobody wants to play. Yeah, that's unfortunate that we even have to say that all the time. And, and you know, being here for seven years, it bothers me because you're here for seven months. If the organization is a good organization, it doesn't really matter where you are. And I feel like this is a good organization. There's an emotional attachment. And I talked to Mark Jimmon the other day, and I didn't know this, but he talks to every player that they trade for on the phone after the trade is made. So I just, I don't know of too many owners that do that. I don't, you know, Mark is as down to earth as there is. Kevin Cheveldayoff has done a wonderful job here understanding what this market is, what it, what it is, and, and explaining that to people that want to coach here, that want to play here, or thinking about playing here, or have reservations about playing or coaching here. So those are the right people to have to explain and, and to explain, understand, you know, make people understand the value of playing for the Winnipeg Jets organization and what it means. So I, I, that, that is your foundation. It comes from the top. And now Mark Scheifele, which he has in the time he's been here, and Connor Hellebuck will be a part of that. And I think they're excited about, you know, being that, that face for when the new guys come in. You know, Sheveldayoff said today, 
I talked to Mark about our prospects. I talked to, to, to Connor Hellebuck about our prospects. You know, this is a long-term commitment, and you probably, as a player, sign your name on the dotted line for this extended amount of time. What, what's the future going to look like? Are we going to be able to do this in four years? Well, you look at Rucker McGrory, you look at Colby Barlow. Like, there's enough players there. Yeah. You know, Dominic DiVincentis down the road. There's enough players there. You could say we're 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 going to be okay. And the quality of players that are going to be coming in the room as well. And what we saw from the development camp, and certainly what I saw in Penticton, is there's some good kids coming down the pipeline. Some good people. And you know, I can even go with Tyrell Bauer. I don't know if he's going to be a Winnipeg Jet one day, but he is certainly that leadership yeah. type guy, that character person within the organization that could come up every once in a while and help you out. Jamie, that is the, the Jamie, that is the perfect place to leave it. Thank you so much. NHL Jets content creator, host of the ground control podcast, the great Jamie Thomas, Jim Toth will take you all the way until three o'clock. Open the phones in the next. Absolutely. Thanks so much, everybody for listening. It's going to, the podcast going to be available on Apple, on uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll be back. Same time tomorrow. Game day, opening of the season, Calgary Jets, six 30 pregame show puck drop at nine. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.